Well, I got one, and uh, since my parents are both deceased. Oh, you, you got uh, a, a family secret story. Yeah, I guess oh, I can man. say it now, because Statue of Limitations probably you know, I can't bother them if they're in a uh, you know, uh, cemetery now. But anyway, allegedly, uh, my mother and father, they were, uh, I guess, uh, emanated or were born in different parts of Mississippi. My father's from the hill country, because he would be called a hillbilly, and my mom's from the Delta area, you know, uh, down Greenville, Greenwood Way. And uh, my um, uh, maternal grandparents, they were maybe well, more well off than my father's were. And how they got together, I used to prior had to have an uncle, one of my father's brother, was married to my mother's sister. And they were like 12 years older. Then. Oh, so it's like so brothers it's, and sisters married right. each other. Whoa. And they were Williamses before my mother's was, uh, uh, maternal name was Briscoe. And anyway, there was some kind of rift. I guess my uh, aunt was uh, beating the hell out of my uncle. You know, he was kind of like uh, that dandy guy in the color purple. And it was almost the same thing. She was physically, and he was a little bitty whippersnapper, and he ran a juke joint in the woods and stuff. <laughs> and anyway, word got back to my uh, paternal grandfather that, you know, scoring the family name, you know, because his son was getting the hell beat out of him and over there and sent my father, Nathaniel, why don't you go and, and get A.D.? His name was A period, D period. You know, they used to do it in the South. And... uh Go and get him, and you know, let's you know, bring him back home, you know, and maybe you can start again. So hold on, so 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 the brother was getting beat up by his wife. Yeah, right. And but and he was, but he ran a juke shame. joint. You said a juke yeah, joint. Is, what, is that like a joint. blues club? That's like, like a maybe a, a like a club in the okay. in the hills, which you know the light bulb from the ceiling, sawdust on the floor, and that kind of stuff. Wow. Saturday nights are only open on the weekends, and everybody sharecropping during the week, and then the weekends everybody goes to the juke joint. <laughs> okay. You know, and they buy bootlegs, shine or whatever. So the dad sends uh, your dad, the brother, out there saying, "Man, let's bring yeah, this kid go down back. there and you know bring him home, bring him on shame on the family." So my father. He goes, and uh, at the time, uh, my parents were from a small town called Estill. Not even on the map anymore. It was just like a, a post office stop on some old road maps. And they go up to the family home, and, you know, they're sitting on the porch. You know, my father and grandfather's father chewing tobacco and, and sitting side by side with my grandmother. And he pulled, my father pulls up in his Model A and, uh, evening, ma'am, sir. Uh, my name is Nathaniel, and I'm here and, uh, to see about my brother, A.D., who was married to your daughter, Gertrude. And, uh, you know, my grandfather was like, mm. And, you know, my grandma, yeah, come on in and sit down, you know, and have a seat, you know, sell the hospitality, whatever. And he said, well, you know, I heard there's been some, you know, friction. I'm paraphrasing this. Friction between, you know, the the two, um, the couple. And I'm here to take a... Uh, AD home, and there probably won't be any more of that. And then my the grandmother allegedly said, yeah, we'll sit on down, and uh, Luella, that's my mother, why don't you bring this man a cool drink and bring some lemonade? Now, here comes my mother out on the porch, and my father, he says, man, I spied her, and she was the one. <laughs> <laughs> and he was saying, I see how AD, you know, got hooked up with the family. <laughs> and, you know, immediately, you know, my grandmother allegedly seen that twinkle of spark and said, Luella, have you up with that drink? And my mama, she comes and she sees my father and he's a dandy. He's got a Model A Ford and instead of sharecropping, he is what would be termed as a bootlegger. 
Ah, and, all right. you know, he sells, you know, I don't know how many of you have seen, they used to have the smaller Coca-Cola bottles, about eight ounces, and he used to sell moonshine in those. Oh, dang. And that's what he, that was his hustle. And, you know, uh, he would travel around, you know, and people got paid at the end of the week, and he's sitting there, and, you know, and it's my lay, and, you know, everybody gets your drink on, you know. And so he's, you know, he's looking prosperous, you know. Guy's hair all slicked back in what's called black bangs, where you have your whole haircut, and then you got this long strip that you kind of like rub to the back, you know, bangs, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And he's the dandy, you know. He ain't got, you know, no dust on the overalls and kind of things, you know. Probably got on two tone shoes and the whole night. Yeah. And my mother's looking at him like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and my mother's saying, oh, quit being like that, you know, he's a guest. And hurry up and do that, you know. And mom was like, he looked like he's stuck on himself, kind of, sort of. And anyway, after she goes back into uh, the house, you know, um, before he, you know, states his business, what he's here for, before he leaves the porch, he kind of makes uh, his intentions known. Is it all right if I come and visit your daughter? And the grandfather was saying, hey, that's on her, you know. And mom was saying, Luella. Luella, you know. Bring some more lemonade. Yeah, right. <laughs> come back out and say, your man wants to come call on you and what's that? And she didn't do this and goes on back in and, you know, my grandmother allegedly smooths it off. Say, yeah, well, you can come and probably going to be a chaperone date or whatever. And then, uh, as I said, they were kind of prosperous. And my grandfather, he was the postmaster. And ran the little general store for, you know, the landowner and all the whole nine. And at the end of the week and everybody's, you know, weighing their cotton picking and stuff. And my mother, and she was a champion pot and cotton picker or whatever. She'd finish her stuff and then she'd be weighing everybody's, you know, take for the day. And, you know, I'd say a hundred and a half or whatever. And they'd measured in hundred pound lots, you know. And allegedly uh, there was this, you know, poor white uh, farmer. Uh, sharecropper, and he was bringing his stuff on. And after she had weighed his take for the day, uh, and he, she probably said, you know, two and a half, and that's like 250 pounds. And uh, he was kind of disappointed with, hey, you know, that little picking that he doesn't know as he wanted. Whoa, what did he do that for? Uh, before he knew it, my father, and the weapon of choice back then was the straight razor. Ooh. And shall we say he exercised his options? Dang. And I uh, went after my man with a straight razor. And then, you know, everybody's around, you know, like this is, you know, people in line with their bags and stuff. And everybody like dropping everything like, no, he didn't. Cut that white man. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? So the news gets to my grandfather and immediately they had a hastily jump the broom. He's yours now and you are <laughs> his. And y'all got to get out of here because it's going to be held to pay in the county and everybody. Because, you know, it's not mass communication like now. By the time the news gets to the man with that old, you know, the gun and the badge. And, he, you know, he rides around on his wagon or horse and the local sheriff or whatever. By the time he gets the news, y'all better be gone. So after they hastily jump the broom when she doesn't want to go, that's your husband. And then they uh, allegedly jump on and do the hobo lick, you know, on a train uh -huh. and give them some money and a paper sack with the lunch. And they hobo to Memphis, whereas they're supposed to take a trailways bus to Chicago. And my uncles meet them at 12th Street Station. And they did not return to Mississippi till after I was born. So this allegedly happened about in the mid-30s and during the Depression. 
And, you know, no matter if there were funerals or whatever, nope, Nathan Lillewella is not going south because they were kind of concerned, don't you come back down here now? <laughs> because everybody, you know, they were going to house to house and terrorizing everybody, but it was kind of tight-lipped. They didn't want to set them out, you know. And so uh, I think the next time they returned was for, you know, one of my great aunt's funerals. Yeah. And I guess I bit some child or some of them. Oh, let's go. It's time to go. <laughs> Every and, time. And that was a yet. short-lived, you know, foray <laughs> back into where they came from. But uh, that's the story. And since they're gone, so Statue of Limitations, they probably ain't going to be looking for my dad anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by.